Welcome to the last Wednesday of the week, the Multi-Tool or Sports Podcasts. With highlights, interviews and deep dives into some media topics, no podcast brings you more sports on the last Wednesday of the week. On this week's show, we once again return to the multi-sport motto and come at you with a number of headlines. It's the headline show, that's what we're going to call it. This is the headline show. We're going to be talking about motorsport. We're going to be talking about American football. And we're going to be talking about NBA. And I'm going to ask Ben, what is a world for him, the biggest sports fan on this podcast? What's the world for him like without the World Cup and without Formula One to entertain him? We'll find out on this, the last Wednesday of the week. Hello, Ben. Ahoy, ahoy. Do you like my new, uh, I'm trying a new voice? Is it the um, everyone has COVID voice and I'm also sick? It's the, yeah, there's a butt ton of stuff going around, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I don't like think I know anyone stuff. that hasn't got some kind of cold at the moment. We know there's headlines of very terrible and sobering news around various illnesses, thankfully still uncommon and rare. But yeah, there's just just a lot of rotten stuff hanging around, Ben, and, and very few people are immune to it. But I guess we're in winter, everyone's back inside, it's getting cold, the snow on the forecast, yeah. Ben. And we've not had this winter for a couple of years with obviously the pandemic. So it's all back to what it was before. People got sick in November, December, especially in the UK where this is being produced. Uh, we have a week of frightfully cold weather, Daniel. Gloves and bob hat weather. Yeah, gloves say. and bob hat. Tell you what, it's not fun with gloves though. Phones. Picking up dog poop. Ah, I was I was thinking how difficult it is to uh, you know swipe through my favorite Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> yeah, well, I was ice skating the other night at the ice rink in Brighton and trying to take some photos. Apparently, you're not allowed to have your phones on the ice. It turns out, but before I knew that, I was trying. That's to an take Olympic some rule, Dan. Olympic rule. <laughs> um, I was I was doing my. Um, practicing for the uh, next winter olympics um i couldn't take a photo that wasn't blurry and maybe that's because i had gloves on i don't know maybe it's something or a beer <laughs> i didn't have a beer and skate no no okay. no beer and skating don't be yeah designated beer skater don't um designated don't drunk imbibe sk- and slide wow <laughs> wow well off the cuff that's not been written go. on our notes for a week <laughs> all right Ben, let's get on to sports. Um, we get, this is the headline show, Ben. I made it up in the intro. Do you like that? We're going to call these ones the headline yeah, show. Yeah, the headline show. There's all sorts of, all sorts of sport going on. Uh, you'd be, uh, you know, I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know there is a World Cup being played in Qatar. Only earlier this evening on my uh, walk back from the supermarché, I walked past a barber's and outside the barber's, they've kind of got glass windows. There must have been six or seven people peering through to watch some kind of penalty shootout. Listen, I didn't watch. Well, I that's paused. That's a long way back from France. You know I we know. have supermarkets here. Uh, no, no, but they have the better ones over there. Il Leclerc, oh, Intermarché, classics. What a shop. By Saucisson and Booze. Uh, Two euro bottle of wine. Yeah, classics. Yeah. All right, uh, let's hit some headlines, safe Ben. drinking. I'm going to ask you about um, life for you at the moment without a couple of big sporting franchises that you're into. Uh, but first of all, let's hit some headlines. Um, 
let's talk about um, Brady, Ben. The, the title here is just Brady Goat Stuff. <laughs> that's, that, that could be a headline on um, The Onion, but it's not. Let's yeah, talk about I Brady mean, the Goat. The, 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 the NFL has, is just been kicking on. It's been wonderful. And it's been a fantastic sport for me to dive into full on since the World Cup because I've not been watching a huge amount, of course, without the biggest sporting event in the world right now dominating the news headlines across all of the publications. Uh, NFL is there. It's a sort of shining light for me. And Tom Brady um, does what he does best. I won't say back to his best or at his best, but he does what he does best. And he led a fourth quarter comeback for a record 44th time in his career. Um, Tampa Bay, I think we're trailing 14 point by 13 or 14 points to the New Orleans Saints. They won 17 16. Uh, Brady found, I think he was Otten uh, with a, a, a touchdown pass and just with just three seconds on the clock, he found Rashad White uh, before, of course, suck up the um, ever consistent kicker kicked the extra point for the win. Uh, Brady apparently had been tied with Peyton Manning on fourth quarter comebacks in the NFL. Isn't he an actor? Peyton Manning. Peyton. Somebody Peyton? Or is it somebody Peyton? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Peyton Manning is, is one of the great NBA, uh, uh, sorry, um, NFL quarterbacks of all time. Agents He's wonderful. He runs Who's a brilliant show. Sorry, Who but I'm Agents talking over you about NFL because I want to know who this actor is. I'm going to Google it. You carry on. I'll stop yeah, talking over you. that's fine. That's fine. I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but uh, I, like the, uh, I like the focus. Um, yeah, basically, uh, an incredible fourth quarter comeback. It's something that he's done a lot of times in his career. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had a bit of a shaky season, but they're onwards and cracking moving forward. And I did say goat stuff because this is what Tom Brady does. He's had a bit of a turbulent time off uh, the field this year. And, you know, he's had a frustrating season. But listen, the big W, that's what he says it. LFG. I'm not going to tell you what that stands for. Something like let's fucking go. Yeah, what a legend. Buccaneers, top of the NFC South. Six wins, six losses. Saints are bottom of that division with four wins, nine losses. Um, yeah, very, very interesting over in the NFL. There was another one, big one there. Why you try and find a name that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah, it's um, also unrelated to sports. Absolutely, but, you know, of course it is. Um, I'm going to tell you that uh, the Bears, remember Simon? We used to host a I podcast. I do remember Simon. Simon. Do you know what? what this is a little bit of a tribute show to Simon, isn't it? Because I spoke to him recently. Be. Um, on his, you know, flarfung travels as he, you know, spends the millions that he earned to be able to release himself from the contract he was in with us. Um, he said, you haven't talked about NFL or NBA much. So here we are. Well, I mean, this is the thing. We're actually talking about NFL now. We've been watching a lot of it, actually, and I've been talking to him. But his team, the Chicago Bears, are the winningest team in the history of the, the NFL. Yeah, that's the right word. That's the winningest team in the NFL history up until this weekend. The Green Bay Packers overtook them. In fact, they beat the Chicago the, Bears the to overtake Green them. Bay Packers. Yeah, they are now the winningest team in the NFL history. The Bears have had that record and since its inception, I think in like 1920. So yeah, this weekend was uh, another memorable weekend in the regular season of America's favorite sport. Nice. Uh, well, I found the name, Ben, and it wasn't close to Peyton Manning. Uh, it's a guy called Patton Oswalt. The, the tumbleweed there is all of our listeners uh, <laughs> saying, uh, did you just tarnish... 
Peyton Manning's name uh, with that of a B-list actor from He's the series a very Nobody man. Watch. All right, okay, I'll let you yeah. off. Actually, Peyton Manning is a very f- uh, funny man. Him and his brother, I won't ask you his name, Eli it is, Eli. Um, not the man from the Book of Eli, but actually Eli Manning. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant comedy. They've kind of got a bit of a comedy duo going on. Um, interesting, but that's American stuff for you. Sports ball. There you go, American stuff. Okay, um, Ben, let's have a bit of motorsport. Okay, there's a bit of motorsport news over the last uh, couple of days, and that is about Roman Grosjean. Okay, now, uh, listeners and uh, or long-time fans of Formula 1 will know the name Roman Grosjean. He's a very lovable French motorsports driver who um, had a very fiery incident towards the end of the 2020 season. And... uh, he went and joined uh, IndyCar for a while, did quite well. Ben is returning to Europe racing, European racing, in the form of the highest class uh, endurance racing, the hypercar series. For uh, He'll be driving a Lamborghini, Ben, for the Iron Lynx team. So he'll be driving the, Iron, the Lamborghini hypercar, which is exciting. Not until 2024. Uh, and I'm, uh, as far as I understand it, he'll be the um, factory driver, until uh, for this year 2023 rather uh, until he gets to drive their hypercar in 2024 how exciting is that yeah so i'm under the impression that means that the lamborghini hypercar is not entering le mans until 2024 or does that mean uh, that yes. they have okay yes so it's no, not that they have a driver line for next year yeah yeah and you know i thought grosjean was gone in 2020 uh for a few moments i mean I literally did yeah uh formula one fans of my age and your age uh remember the fires of you know kimmy's car with the fuel but also the, you know the heinz howard frentzen if you're that old when his entire pit crew uh, got engulfed in flames uh, i definitely miss refueling um but that aside, I remember the offer from Toto Wolf. Uh, Toto Wolf and Mercedes were at the height of their powers back in uh, 2020. <laughs> and he promised Roman a drive in the W11. Now, you know, the imperious motor that delivered Lewis Hamilton his seventh world championship, it felt at the time like a bit of a handout, bit of a, a bit of a cheap offering to a driver who's done so much for F1. Yes. He Roman's never going to be known for F1 uh, in the F1 landscape in terms of titles, in terms of wins, in terms of points, in terms of the stuff you know you're hearing that Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher have dominated. Um, but he's been a huge advocate for the safety, played a big part in Formula One after it was bought by the Americans, and I'm happy he's now made a name for himself in America. In American he did single well. seaters, he d- he's, he's got done really well. well. He's a fast driver, and now he's going to the big one. <laughs> Yes, the big one, Le Mans. And my final point on this, he is going to be driving for arguably the coolest name in racing history. He is going to be driving a car for a team called Iron Lynx. Yeah, in a Lamborghini. In a, and the car's a Lamborghini. Yeah, Iron I mean, Lynx is like one of Zoolander's looks. Like, <laughs> when everyone has, uh, when everyone, everyone that's liked supercars, Every young boy, young girl in their bedrooms has had a picture of a Lamborghini. Like, that's <sighs> the quintessential supercar. They're gross to look at. They're angled. They're aggressive. They're not subtle. They're just animals, aren't they? But that is the poster child. That is the poster pinup 
of the supercar world, right? The Lamborghini. What a cool AF thing to be driving around Le Mans. It's the yeah. Lamborghini hypercar. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite sports photographers, uh, so uh, racing photographers, was at a recent launch for the new Lamborghini road car um, and absolutely stunning. What a, what a motor. You know, you're looking through these pictures just like, wow, taking you back to when you were a kid and you, you saw the likes of the, the Countach and uh, also the Ferrari F40 back in those days, Lamborghini Diablo. What a motor. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well done for Roman Grosjean. And listen, Hypercar Series, Le Mans. Uh, we're currently discussing a podcast live from Le Mans in 2023. If it's going to be possible, we do not know. Who knows what will happen in the world? Then, yeah. no. What we need is some of our listeners to come through and find us a, a way through that door. Uh, that'll be wonderful. All right. Um, let's move on from endurance racing. Uh, let's move Let's move to where Grosjean's currently residing, over in the States. In um, Let's talk about bouncy ball, Ben. Yeah, bouncy, bouncy ball, ball. Bouncy ball. That's basketball to those sort of initiated. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, to those in, to in those... the trade we call it bouncy ball. Yeah, I mean you know the the, the, the big the big dogs call it bouncy <laughs> ball. You know the big names, LeBrons, yeah. uh, etc. Listen, we're going to talk about Steph Curry. Is that video real or fake? Fake. Uh, spoiler: It's fake. But listen, <laughs> we're going to talk about the video anyway, and I'll tell you why that spoiler is. Uh, I can say with with confidence. Um, so the video been circulating social media. If you remember back to the early noughties, there were a, a string of videos. You won't remember this, Dan, because you weren't a football fan in the legendary times of the early noughties. Uh, there were videos called Yoga Benito. Now the saying is Portuguese, and literally translates to the beautiful game. Okay, uh, these videos, they had a few wonderful noughties players, uh, but namely Ronaldinho. And in one of the videos, he he's on the side and gets called over and there's a box there. It's a Nike kind of boot box. He opens it up. He laces up his new Nike boots and starts to do keepy-uppies. And he's doing the Ronaldinho-esque keepy-uppies. You know, he's moving his feet over the top, doing the around the world, all kind of stuff. And he's slowly moving towards the 18-yard box before he starts playing a one-two pass with the crossbar. Now, <laughs> he does four or five of these one-two passes with the crossbar, so that's keeping the ball in the air, pinging, crossbar and back, catch, ping, crossbar and back, you get the picture. Uh, he then moves all the way back to the end of the, the sort of, you know, the side. And the videos were amazing, but notably... You could see at times they were edited. They were clearly fake. You you could see they were, they were well edited for sure, but you could always tell. Fast forward to Christmas 2022. There is a video of Steph Curry launching full court shots. It's on our Twitter reel now. I want you all to These go are like have a overarm, like yeah. launches, right? Overarm, you have to overarm a full one, court. One-handed overarm, like lobbing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to sort of point shoot like a, a full court. You've got to overarm. And he sinks, I think, five in a row before running out of the court in classic Curry fashion. Man, this thing blew up. It dropped on Sports Illustrated uh, Instagram. People saying, is it real? Is it fake? Curry is known for his outrageous three-point ability. His warm-ups before the games are, are videos you would just you, you can't even understand how they're real alone. So it's kind of a testament to his quality 
that people even considered the you know this <laughs> video being real. Yeah. Um, you know, consistently scores baskets from anywhere. You know, so buzzer beaters. Uh, you know, and all sorts. Um, I was reading. There was a sort of article in the, the Telegraph was talking about um, some some player that that trained with Curry and ended up throwing up on the court. Um, he said during his summer workouts, Curry played a game called Twenty One. He has to score 21 points based on any combinations of threes, mid-range jumpers, and layups. All of them count as one point. Okay. Curry has a minute to reach that score. I didn't even know that's possible. And in between <laughs> each shot, Curry has to sprint to the half-court timeline before taking his next attempt. Like, insane ability. But this video is good. It's really, really good. It's nigh on impossible to see the edit points. And I have looked, honestly. The video <laughs> creator, a guy called Ari uh, Farroy, he's the same guy who did the Tom Brady videos earlier this year, which again, just immense, immaculately edited. You cannot see how he is doing them. So yeah, listen, we're going to obviously repost that on Twitter. But if you get a chance, go and search Ari Farroy. Check his videos for Curry, Brady, um, you know, Wilson, now at the Denver Broncos. Like, look at all these things he's doing with these players. This is where the modern, impeccable video editing meets sports legendary status. And just, oh, it's fantastic. And this video went viral big time. Yeah, it's very clever stuff uh, all round. Um, it reminded me of something I was reading a little while ago. Um, so, in sufficiently far away that I can't remember the names, the book or any of the sources, but it was about purposeful. It might've been a blog post, actually, um, a podcast, actually. It's about purposeful practice uh, and getting the basics right. And then one of the, one of the things is this, it was talking about basketball, I think it was actually, and how this person, I forget who it was, but they wouldn't leave the court without getting five in a row. Yeah, Steph They'd Curry. to get five in a row. Yeah, and Steph Curry. Is that who it was? Yeah, and I think Luke. it's actually more like 28 in a row. <laughs> yeah. I like mean, the guy's absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, Steph just, Curry... Mega. Yeah, and uh, the uh, yeah the podcast is quite a famous one um, by the by the chap who used to to uh, anchor the Formula One. Oh, the the, the high performance one. It wasn't. Yeah, there. yeah, that's right. High performance uh, Humphreys, his name. So it wasn't making it up. Jake Humphreys. Yeah, Jake Humphreys. That is actually his name. He was an actual real back life source. Yeah, we had Jake Humphreys. Uh, we also <laughs> had Eddie Jordan. Uh, these are not podcast guests. These are the people that, that hosted <laughs> Formula One back in the. He, the he mid still North does East. on Channel Four, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, Mark but he Webber, used to be live it? there. He also was the first one to start using the iPad in Formula One events. Before that, Formula One go. was like in the nineties. You just you went straight to the race. Like boom, coverage opens. Murray Walker's talking the grid. Now you've got literally. I mean, Formula One is a who's who entertainment world. Yeah, entertainment, like you said, Ben. Um. Okay, let's stick with the NBA for a little bit while we're there. Um, and, and less good news is that of Kyrie Irving and uh, Nike ending their um, sponsorship deal with him over his um, supporting of a uh, documentary. I think it was um, <clears throat> just finding my notes again. Uh, he promoted yeah. a documentary which contained anti-Semitic material uh, through social media. Uh, and yeah, they've um, uh, suspended the, his contract. Yeah, I mean, Nike have been actively pulling Ended, away 
from anybody um, that is, you know, showing to not necessarily showing or openly showing those values, apart from Kanye West, who literally is openly showing those values and deserves uh, everything he gets at the moment. Um, but yeah, in terms of Kanye West, someone who's who's uh, clearly made a mistake, clearly he's, he's since apologized, I believe. I don't know too much about the story, uh, Dan, but, you know, when a sponsorship, this, you know, the, the size of Nike ends, does he get people knocking on the door from Puma, from Adidas, from New Balance saying, listen, we'll come and take you? Or, or is that it? I don't know how these things work in reality. And I don't know to the extent of, you know, what he said or if he just, uh, you know, agreed with something that maybe he didn't realize what he was agreeing with. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, he's he's lost that contract. Uh, he's talking talking millions. This is a this is a million dollar millions. Uh, it's reported contract. to be just shy of ten million quid a year. Ten million quid a year. Big big play. Um, <clears throat> are Nike looking for any reason to get out of a contract with someone who isn't at the height of their powers anymore? They're paying ten million a year. I don't know. It's, I don't work it, in the marketing department for Nike. No, and and you know this the cynics. Uh, amongst you li- listeners, you you might take that and go, well, Nike has its own problems uh, and it's quite rich. Um, but we know this isn't the first time of Nike suspending um, and being political and, and being out there. And, you know, this is a company and companies do have values, uh, but they also have shareholders and they need to make money. And, you know, it's really hard. It's a murky, murky world, isn't it, Ben? Um, but yeah, suffice to say, um, not good for Kyrie Irving, um, an MBA. It's not a good look for them because of what he, um, what he did, but yeah. And he had an eight game ban because of it as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, NBA has been an interesting one this year. We've had some incredible results. We've had some of the best teams in the league doing terribly, uh, truly terribly. Um, but yeah, I saw, I think Davis scored a big 55 points the other day. Um, and of course, William and Kate, uh, the, the Royals that everyone seems to like were over there, uh, just a week before, uh, the other Royals releasing Netflix videos. We seem like we're in this world of, do you remember back in the day, newspaper headlines, it used to be any news is good news. Bad news is still good news. Any yeah. publicity is good publicity. It feels almost like we're rolling back in towards that mantra, uh, obviously in the sports world, but everywhere it seems that just as long as your your name is in lights, um, you're doing okay. Uh, attention so, economy, Ben. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the fallout will be <laughs> with Kyrie Irving, and we'll obviously follow this story. And do you know what the most exciting thing happening in the NBA at the moment is, Ben? Don't tell me. The Knicks are leading the Bulls. Again, one of size teams falling from grace. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. All right, let's move back to um, Europe and down to Italy, Ben. Haven't been to Italy for a little while. Should we head there? What's happening? What's happening in Italy? Well, earlier on we were talking about um, big you know, sexy, you know, big marks of the supercar world. Lamborghini, yes. Maserati, um, Aston Martin, you know, all these huge, uh, I'm, I'm struggling to think of names now. I'm just going straight to the, the the one. If you, Porsche, you know, if you say supercar to many people, they're going to say yeah. two names, aren't they? They're going to say Lamborghini and they're going to say Ben. 
Rover. <laughs> Close. That's third. Land Rover. Say Ferrari. Oh, of course, of course. For the Scuderia. Yeah, the Ferrari yeah. Red, the Red Ferrari, the F40, like you said, mentioned earlier, but yeah. you know the Testarossa. You know that they've just got. Banger after Ferrari fans, like they've got banger after banger after banger. I don't mean that in a bad way. That's a terrible yeah. choice of word. Um, they just hit every single time, it seems. Unless you're a Formula One team called Ferrari, then you have problems. Recently, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll let you off there because, yeah, we're, we're talking incredible success up until uh, the podcast era. One might say. <laughs> Pretty much. We've jinxed yeah. one of the most famous names in motorsport. Uh, well, yeah, Ben, so we're going to talk about the Ferrari uh, Formula One team. Um, they've not had a good run a few years now. Uh, like you say, they've had massive, massive success. Uh, they're one of the most loved uh, brands, uh, teams on the grid. Uh, there isn't anyone that probably doesn't want to drive for Ferrari. Maybe not at the moment, but you know, as kids, they've all probably wanted to drive Ferrari. Now they probably still want to just go in a Ferrari. So they've raced a Ferrari. You know, they're a desirable team. They're desired. They're loved. And they're, you know, the Italian fans as well, Ben. The Tifosi are easily the, the most passionate bunch of fans that you'll see on the grid. Yeah, um, come uh, on, easily. As, as I mean, no, I'm going to defend. I, I think the, I think those, uh, those. Beer swelling Brits in Silverstone do a, do a pretty damn good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little less elegant, um, but yeah. So, but they've had this perform, and um, many like um, you know in football managers change every other weekend, don't they, Ben? If you have a bad three games, you're done. Whereas um, in Formula One, they they kind of stick with people, and Ferrari is stuck with Matti Bonotto. He's been with that team, uh, I think he was a junior engineer or something, wasn't he, Ben? Yeah, yeah, junior yeah. engine engineer. Listen, this guy was with the team during the Michael Schumacher heyday. Yeah. So, And he is now being booted. Yeah, big saccharoni. He's gone from Ferrari, which is a massive move for someone like Ferrari. They don't sack people easily, do they? They move. They restructure. Yeah, yeah, we've seen, you know, Ribiani, we've seen restructures back, you know, even to sort of Jean Todd changes. But yeah, I mean, big, big change. Mattia Bonotto's been with the team for 30 years nearly. Um, and he's worked up from the kind of those that engineering background, engine engineering, until then. You know, Schumacher came in, I think, '96, '95, '96 that year. So he he's seen all those. But but listen, I like hiring within. I think it's good for companies around the world, even not in sporting companies, anywhere to hire within. Look within. Look at your talented engineers, your talented um, men and women. At Every aspect. The and, people that espouse the company values. Yeah, you know. exactly. They know what they're talking about. But there's a difference between running and delivering at the team boss level and fixing a car. There really is a massive mm. difference there. And you have to have a certain a way. Did Benotto ever have that edge? Did he ever have the thing that makes Toto Wolf and Christian Horner so damn annoying? Just a, a way to just deliver wins and results and to defend the team and to, you know, pull people up when they make mistakes because this has been the most mistake-strewn season in Formula 1 history, if I could ever remember one so bad. And this is a fast Ferrari. 
So are we going to say, Bonotto, well done, you've actually turned this Ferrari into a challenger, or are we going to say, uh, you just weren't good enough, au revoir? Yeah, and that's true, Ben. I think you pick your metrics and you could paint a different story every single time you you know, you know cut that. But um, something had to change, didn't it? Something absolutely had to change. They were so consistently inconsistent. You, know, you could set your clock by Ferrari having a bad race. I think it was, it's been dreary and it's been hard to watch. I think at times it was funny, at times it was enjoyable, but actually... It's quite frustrating because you want to see talent like Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. You want to see them thrive. <clears throat> but we we haven't had that opportunity. So something's had to change. And, you know, like in many other sports, maybe it is the person at the top, you know, that's got to go because they, they drive the culture. And Ferrari has a um, famously uh, inward kind of uh, culture, don't they? Quite secret. And you, you toe the line. You're not outspoken about Ferrari. You, you don't say stuff. You know, you're kept in line with things are okay. We're moving forward, blah, 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 blah. Like it's quite different to some of the teams, but maybe the culture will change over time. Maybe that's what needs to change for them to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Ferrari are a massive constructor. As constructor, uh, they've won 242 races as an engine constructor. Uh, they've, of course, provided engines for many other. Uh, teams on the grid. We're talking uh, recently Alfa Romeo currently, Haas, uh, Marussia, remember them, the Russian team, Sauber Force India. But tell me the team that the only other team to win a race with a Ferrari under the hood. Uh, Ferrari under the hood, the only other team to win a race. Uh, Surely that's got to be um, uh, the Alfa Romeo, uh, the um, Alfa Tauri. What was the Alphatari? Oh, the uh, Toro Rosso. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well done, Dan. Yeah, so Toro Rosso have won a wrong race. I, I understand, obviously, that was Vettel's race in Monza. Um, you know, what an amazing race for Vettel's first. Uh, of course, retired this year. Real interesting there. But, you know, Ferrari are an established team in Grand Prix racing. Uh, you know, in World Championship events, we are going to see this team win more and more races. And... Listen, we all hope they're going to fight next year against Red Bull, against Mercedes, because we cannot have another season like we just did. Things have got to change. Uh, And maybe changing the man at the top of Ferrari is the way to do it. Yeah, certainly uh, seems to be what they're going to try and do anyway, Ben. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, that's not a good uh, sound for a podcast. Apologies, listeners. Um, Ben, let's get to the end of our headlines there. If there's headlines you'd like to share with our show, you can share them with us on Twitter or Instagram at WednesdayPod and either. And Ben, I've got news for you this week as well, before we move on to my final question to you. As of recording this show, as of today, we are available on Amazon Music. Ooh, interesting. And what does that mean, Ben? Well, that means everybody with an Alexa can just ask for it. And go, hey, Alexa, play my favorite podcast. Can you say, is that going to play my favorite part? Is that the name of your favorite one? <laughs> yeah, that's what I called it on. It? Um, it. <laughs> well, if, if they say, listen, uh, Alexa, uh, I want to, I want to hear Ben tonight. Uh, are they going to play, are they going to play this or are they going to play, um, some artist called Ben? 
That'd be like the Benny Hill theme or something. Oh, uh, is this how she <laughs> went to? There might be better artists named Ben. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the guy who did Simply Red. Oh, that was Mick. Mickey Hucknall. <laughs> Very different Hucknall. name. <laughs> you know, one thing um, I never mentioned actually today, Dan, before we move over to our, you know, listen, our subscribe, like and subscribe YouTube segment, um, Eddie Jones got sacked. Uh, now, uh, yes. after uh, this week, after seven years as England rugby coach, he's been sacked. He came after a sort of turbulent few months. Um, he won the 2016 Six Nations. He lost that final to South Africa 2019, which seems like a world away. Um yeah. A world ago, rather. The World Rugby World Cup is only nine months away. It's going to take place in France, September 2023. It feels like the right time to make a change. It also sort of gives that incoming manager a chance to work with the team. I do not know who is favourite to be uh, to replace Eddie Jones. But yeah, Eddie Jones, sad. I think we should throw that into the news. We also missed today talking about the cricket as an immense result for um england's uh, test team over in pakistan i believe uh yeah ben stokes the hero again we spoke about ben stokes a few episodes ago did we not done we certainly did with our favorite cricket friend um don't tell so, him he's our only cricket friend but he's our favorite cricket friend daryl is 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 he actually our only cricket friend i think he might be our only cricket friend no that's not true i have another cricket friend so yes. go back to what you were saying two if cricket friends cooking away if you're doing your your weekly chili and uh cheese cheese sandwich chases board yeah cheese board oh it's christmas of course mince pies um you can say listen i want to listen to the last Wednesday of the week and boom what's it do does it just play from the start or does it just go to your favorite episodes i don't know ben i don't know give it a try let us know listeners but yeah, if you favour Amazon Music, you can find us on there now. That's very exciting. Ben, um, my finishing question for you this week is, um, in the lead up to the World Cup, you were, of course, very vocal about um, boycotting it for reasons. Um, what is a world like for you without football and without Formula One? Very interesting because every day I go through uh, one of two emotions. The first is uh, deep, deep hues of smugness. <laughs> I mean, uh, that you had that before the boycott. <laughs> you know, I had that all the time, don't I? No, no, but, but genuinely, I, I think to myself, well done, Ben. You really have stuck to your guns here. Now, your guns might not be right, but you know that aside, you have stuck to your guns here. I have not watched a minute voluntarily. I want to add the word voluntarily. It is on every TV screen in every damn room I enter <laughs> to the point I was actually uh, in, in a room uh, having a, a lecture and the professor thought it'd be okay to full screen that before I protested and said, ah, 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 some of us in here don't approve. Did you get a um, few booze or a few cheers? I got a call- some booze but then i also got that little twinkle in people's eye going that's a man who can stand up for his convictions uh hence the smugness dan now the other problem is okay if only they knew you (laughs) exactly the other problem though is the other end uh the other side of the coin the other end of the scale which is i genuinely 
understand that I am missing some of the best football in years. Some of the best football England have played. I believe England are doing well. I believe um, we've had fantastic games, penalty shootouts. I believe the Qataris are putting a fantastic World Cup on. But nevertheless, I think England as a team should have boycotted this. Uh, We're trying to promote... Um, the future of equality, we're trying to usher in a new world where every single person is welcome. And that is not the case in Qatar, where they are going to play football. I actually watched a clip the other day of Gary Neville. I believe he was hosting Have I Got News For You, which is very brave. Um, and he got pulled up and they said, uh, you know, talk about the World Cup. And he went, there was two options. Either I don't go or I go and try and spread the word. And I don't know who it was, like Paul Merson or one of them in, uh, responded. Went, there is a third option. It's don't go and spread the word. Like, you don't <laughs> have to have gone. And I actually think there's going to be a few players and a few people down the, the line when we talk about maybe the Sochi Olympics, we look back and think, actually, that shouldn't have gone ahead like that. There should have been changes. I think there should have been. This is the smugness comes back in. I go, you know what? Absolutely not. I got asked a question the other day, Dan, a harder question than you just asked me. My friend said, Ben, what if we got to the final? What would you do? What would you do, Ben? I'd pour myself a cup of tea and I would actively not watch it. (laughs) And if we won, I would actively take no pride in it. And down the line, people may say, where were you when England won their second and last World Cup? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I would go. I, I wasn't. I wasn't around. I was I wasn't drinking a smug it. mug. A smug mug, uh, just like I was not around in 1966. It's only football. We move on. Uh, thank the 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 gods of sport. NFL is here to soften the blow. The gods of sport. NFL. Uh, well, thank you for that, Ben. Um, so there you go, listeners. For those of you that are wondering how Ben is coping, he is coping by being immensely smug. Um, <clears throat> without distracting from the serious issues that are raised, of course. Um, okay, that's all for this week's show. I think that's all my voice has got in it for this week, Ben. So uh, thank you for listening this week, folks. Um, thank you for sticking with us through the headline show. We will be next back we'll be something next week we'll be back um but all that's left for me to say this week is i've been dan and i've been ben until next last wednesday of the week be kind bye bye